Hey everyone, welcome to Dance Colleges and Careers, brought to you by Insta Dance Coach, virtual guidance toward a professional dance career. My name is Brittany Noltmeyer, and I will be your guide to finding the perfect college for you. Dance Colleges and Careers is here to provide you with information about different dance colleges, what to expect, and how to find the right school for your dance type. Go to www.instadancecoach.com and click on the podcast tab to submit any additional questions. Follow me on social media at InstaDanceCoach, I-N-S-T-A-D-A-N-C-E, Coach. Let's hit it. Hey everyone, today is a super special day because we have two guests joining us from the University of Memphis. We have Miss Jill Guyton-Nee and Michael Medcalf. Jill is an associate professor and head of dance at the University of Memphis. She is a Bachelor of Arts in Dance and Bachelor of Science in Business Management from Meredith College. She worked full-time at American Dance Festival, performed for various companies in North Carolina, and then received her Master of Fine Arts in Dance from The Ohio State University. Her work has been presented in the U.S. and Thailand. Creatively, she's worked with several distinguished choreographers, including Mark Dendy, David Dorfman, B.B. Miller, Susan Hadley, Aaron Carlisle Norton, and Carol Finley. She choreographs for the Department of Theater and Dance in Memphis and is a freelance choreographer. Michael Medcalf is an assistant professor of dance at the University of Memphis and holds an MFA degree from the University of Iowa. Prior positions include serving as the head of the BFA dance program at Alabama State University and as an adjunct dance instructor at the University of Akron. Medcalf has been a company member with several major dance companies, including the Cleo Parker Robinson Dance Ensemble, and his own endeavors, Cleveland Contemporary Dance Theater, and the Green Medcalf Movement Project. As a choreographer, Medcalf has been commissioned for the concert, stage, musical theater, film, television, as well as opera. Michael has also taught workshops and masterclasses at professional studios and private institutions throughout North America, Europe, Asia, and Africa. All right, everybody. Today we have two amazing guests joining us from the University of Memphis. Let's meet Jill and Mr. Michael Medcalf. Hi, Jill. Hi, Michael. Okay. Yeah, so excited to do this. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. Can you tell us your main role at the school? Uh, yes, I am an associate professor of dance and musical theater, and I'm the head of the dance major at the University of Memphis Department of Theater and Dance. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And Michael, what about you? Can you tell us as well? Sure. I am an assistant professor of dance at uh, the University of Memphis, and I will be beginning my third year in the fall. Amazing. So let's start off pretty simple here. I was looking at your different degrees and I noticed it said a BFA in theater with a concentration in dance. That's something that's a little different than a lot of colleges. Can you elaborate on that? Sure. It really comes down to paperwork in terms of the title of the degrees and concentrations. Specifically, the dance major went on hiatus for about 14 years. And upon my beginning at the university six years ago, oh. we were able to bring it back as an emphasis before bringing it back as a concentration. So it does act as a full um, BFA in dance. However, the, the paperwork will say BFA in theater concentration in dance. Very interesting. 
So uh, would you say that you have mainly dancers who come or the, the students that are attracted to University of Memphis are theater students who want to better their dancing abilities? Those who are, who are getting the concentration in dance are dancers. Now, it is a large department, maybe 130 students about, and there are, they're all BFA in theater, and there are multiple concentrations. There's musical theater, there's performance, such as acting, design tech, and then dance and dance science as well. Yeah, dance science. That I was intrigued by that as well. Can you tell us more about the dance science degree? Sure. It is in partnership with Exercise Management and Sports Science Department that is also on our campus. They have a wonderful department over there. And so it's for students who are maybe looking for more of the scientific, uh, anatomical, kinesiological side of dance, where maybe they aren't as interested in choreographing and performing, but they want to stay involved with the art somehow. Okay. A lot of people who major in that can go on to be a dance therapist, a physical therapist, or even working with sports teams of some sort. Very cool. I was kind of working by myself for about four and a half years. So I oversee all the curriculum and the management side of things. However, I'm also, I'm also teaching. Are you busy for the summer or uh, what are you guys doing? Yeah, summer we, we have off. And so I have a toddler. So I'm just oh enjoying my time with her right now. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, able to visit. How old is she? She is 20 months. So she's, she'll be two in October. Oh. She's a wild thing. Really? It's so much fun. (laughs) That's amazing. Was it nice to be home during that March to uh, May time or just the worst ever? It was not the worst ever. It was an adjustment that I was not ready for. Sure. Right. I was lucky, though. I didn't have to homeschool. You know, she's just learning colors. Well, you know, it was really important to me that uh, my students saw that I was experiencing the same thing as them. So I continue to actually teach in my home instead of going into the dance studio. Mm-hmm. So if she was walking in the background or had a holder on my hip or do something, you know, they have younger siblings or cousins right. that they had to watch after. So I wanted them to know that it was okay to experience those things and that we were still going to get through it together. All right. So let's move into the school values and the mission statement of the University of Memphis. It says the vision is to create a diverse community and teach students uh, towards to have a successful career in the performing arts and entertainment industry. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more, Michael? Sure. uh, The University of Memphis does value diversity uh, and strives towards an inclusive community. Okay. As it relates to our program, the dance program, um, we also strive towards diversity there as well. Our students come from uh, various backgrounds, various ethnicities, uh, as well as they have various interests in what they'd like to pursue after graduation. And that's something that we strongly encourage them to do, which is to seek out that which interests them most, and we provide support for them to do so. Very cool. Perfect. Can you 
explain a little bit more. You say you have a lot of diverse students. So do you teach different styles of dance or you like to branch out in the cultural aspects of intelligence and styles? We absolutely want to branch out. And it's something that Michael and I have been discussing. That being said, budget is always going to be an issue in the performing arts and even more so after COVID-19. However, we do have space to move things around in the curriculum that we hope to see in the future and very soon in the future, a change in offering classes beyond what we already do, which is genres of contemporary and modern dance, okay. ballet, and then we have jazz and tap and musical theater. Very cool. Okay, so you want to broaden the students' classes and curriculum. Absolutely. And I know that he and I both have an interest in diversifying what the curriculum is. We just need to be able to start making that happen. Amazing. Do you know where that first step is of making that happen in within the university? Well, I think I think what we'll have to do, Jill, myself, as well as our adjuncts, have a, a broader conversation about what a new curriculum would look like. And Jill and I have spoke briefly about including more world dance forms as a part of the curriculum. Okay. I think the first step is for us to come to a conclusion about what does this new curriculum look like? Nice. And do you think, is this new curriculum something you've been building throughout COVID or over the past several years to bring a specific niche to the University of Memphis to diversify the school? I'd say the the latter. Uh, Conversation started over the time of the pandemic. It has been something that I've been able to offer sporadically. We've had um, in the past Western African dance and we've had um, the history in, of hip hop from it from the 1980s to 2000s timeframe and kind of how it evolved in that timeframe. Um, however, those classes ha- have not been able to be offered under their own individual title. They have to come up under jazz or under contemporary. So it's not necessarily oh. getting that information out to the, the full community. However, okay. that's what we're working towards is, is the paperwork to get the right titles of things. The city of Memphis has a large array of wonderful dance educators from all different backgrounds. We have West African dance. We have East African dance. We have classical Indian, both in Odissi and Bratanakim. There's also Bhutto dance. And these are things that we want to look at, finding a way to bring them not only to the university to be offered as an elective, but to make it part of the required curriculum for the dance majors. Very cool. Okay, I understand. So the classes you want to offer, but you can't technically write those words on the title of the class yet. Not yet. Not yet. Big project for the summer. I was just in Africa. I was in Uganda. So what I just am interested to hear about your East African and your West African because Africa is really large. So uh, can you elaborate on that just for my own fun? (laughs) Uh, We, uh, Michael and I and our adjuncts do not teach those forms. Baba Chuck Davis would say in reach, community in reach. So uh, we would reach into the community to get... uh, the experts who are able to teach that at the higher education level. Very cool. Well, when you want, I can give you some Chiganda. That's what I got from Uganda. That's it, though. 
<laughs> Are there other unique courses you'd like to mention that the students would receive outside of the dance room, uh, dance room, out of the dance studio? There are cross courses within the department that the dancers take. There's a course called Directed Experiments, and that course combines students from throughout the entire department. This semester, I'll be teaching dance history, which I'm extremely excited about. And so at my previous institution, the students had two semesters of dance history. The first semester was from Baroque to contemporary. And then the second semester focused on the contributions of African-Americans to the dance form. And so I'm really excited about being able to combine both of those courses into one. It's a lot of material and I'm actually working on it now to create a, a, a meaningful course. That's really cool to put all that together. That's a lot of information. Good luck, kids. <laughs> it's good to learn. <laughs> Other courses that we also offer, um, we have a somatics classes and then we have pedagogically based courses as well so that the students might think, you know, oh, I want to go perform, but we're like, you still need to know how to teach because you have to teach your castmates a dance that you've learned from, a you know, if you're in a rep company or something. They start to find how the super interdisciplinary way of learning dance and learning how to teach dance and the pedagogy behind it, how it's all informative and it uh, each kind of leads from one thing to the next in the art form out in the professional. Awesome. Let's talk about auditions, the college audition, because I bet that's what a lot of high schoolers are thinking about and are worried about. Can you give us a breakdown of what the audition day looks like? Sure. So it begins with a, a meeting of all in are interested and prospective freshmen of the Department of Theater and Dance. So even if you're only auditioning to be uh, in the dance concentration, you are uh, you are in the auditorium with those interested in musical theater and acting and and behind the scenes, um, you know, technical side. And from that meeting, then they go into dance the dance call, and the dance call does consist of all musical theater and dance auditionings. And Michael and I teach ballet and jazz and contemporary and there's also the musical theater students will be let go and the dance students stay behind for an improvisation kind of compositional section where they will maybe learn a little bit of material and then have to manipulate it on the spot to kind of change it and make it their own ah. because that's something that we actually value is we want to see the individual artist kind of put on the spot how they think on their feet, literally and figuratively, <laughs> and then, you know, how, what they contribute to their own artwork. So we get to see that in those special moments. And then after that is an individual meeting. Um, each student gets a meeting with Michael and I together. And really that meeting is just like, who are you? What do you want to do? And why do you love dance? Because our program is small, but mighty. It's how we like to describe it. It's intimate. We can only allow 10 incoming freshmen at a time. Oh, wow. Very small and mighty. In doing that, we it's such a small community, but it's a beautiful and positive community. And we want to make sure that person is finding the right home for them. We are small, but mighty. And I, that also comes from the students themselves in terms of the relationships that they build with each other. It's a very supportive community of dancers 
which is not uncommon, but it's extremely helpful uh, for the individual dancers to feel supported amongst their other dancers in such a way. Yeah, that's beautiful because we can get in a really competitive realm when you're going out for the same part at school. And it's good to build that community because even though it's competitive, you still have to have trust and supportive and happy for your friends. Become an InstaDance Insider today. InstaDance Coach is virtual guidance toward a professional dance career. It is an exclusive program for the serious dancer. If you are a dedicated, passionate dancer with drive and hunger for success, you can apply today at www.instadancecoach.com. So what's a piece of advice you have for a high school student coming to their first audition at the University of Memphis? Uh, this is going to sound so cliche, but be yourself. <laughs> I know, it's, uh, I'm sure that's like what everyone wants to say. Um, but it, there's no more truth than that is who, is who you're truly being. Even through your nervousness, we can see who you are. Um, and, and it's okay. If, you know, nervousness is a good thing. It shows that you care and that you want to do well. Yeah. So that, that means a lot to us. Um, but we really just want to see, you know, one's best self. And I also like to see in the creative side, when we have, uh, the dancers manipulate the phrase that we provide for them, the material that we provide for them, bold choices, taking bold choices so that, uh, we see, you know, where they have to grow. Technique, sure, is absolutely one thing. But again, if you're not able to contribute a loving spirit to the community, then maybe it's not the right place. I would also add to that, just generally, dancers entering a dance program should really, really do their research on the programs that they're interested in. Because what what they don't want to do is to get into a situation where they're not happy or try to make the program into something that it's not. When it's clearly been stated within the materials, what they are, what they do, what they provide. So research is really, really important. So is there something specific when researching the University of Memphis that they should make sure they do not miss by reading the website or listening to you guys now. Something really important to know, like we want this type of character, we are looking for this type of student or how a certain student will be successful coming out of the University of Memphis. Yeah, I think, I think students miss the mark by not calling us or talking to us prior to coming to the school. Just having a conversation to answer any questions that they may have, uh, and coming to see us, drop by, take a class with us, those kinds of things. That's really amazing because I wouldn't think that I could just call anybody at a university. Like you, you might think you would go through a whole bunch of robots and end up talking to admissions. Is that what you recommend? Is your phone number online and that's the one they should call? What is this protocol on being able to take a class? Is there only like one day a year they can do that? Sure. Michael and I both have our office numbers located. I am not on campus. And this obviously haven't been since March. But um, and in the summer, I'm usually not there. However, I check my voicemail periodically. So um, I, if I get a phone call from a student, I will call that person back. 
And then beyond that, we do have, it's on our website as well. That's another thing. There's so many pages on our website. So it's like really give yourself time to click through everything. But on one of the pages, we have high school day of dance Mm. in which we either, well, we invite any high schooler that's interested in dancing at University of Memphis. We even had some from Chicago and New York last year come and visit. But there's also groups of local high schools who have like a dance program that will come and uh, participate as well. So it ends up being a pretty decent sized event. That is the one specific day. However, it also then says can't attend. Join it, like call us anyways. And like, and I've had multiple times where a senior or junior in high school will come and take multiple dance classes in a day or just sit and observe. One got to participate in a dance pedagogy class last semester before COVID outbreak. We have that happening all the time. I'm always encouraging individuals if they can't make the big day, come anyway. We want them to see our space. We have a beautiful dance space and I like to show it off. Yeah. And we want, you know, we want them to meet the current students. I have a I have a current major walk around with them and and talk to them and answer any of their questions and they get to really see what it's like as a day in the life of a dance major that's incredible and i can say i'm not sure that it is there i'm sure that if i could say to any high school senior who's looking at universities next year if you're interested in a college just call them like and i'll say that i'm sure we're all going to be excited to have someone interested in our program so you know any dance department, I'm sure would be willing to do that. Right. I know a lot of, I know a lot of professors at other programs and I don't see them turning anyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's something I didn't realize. You know, that doesn't say that's not on the website. Call me today. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But I'd love to come take your class and pretend like I'm a high school student sometime when I'm in Memphis. Come on over. (laughs) Oh, okay. So you guys also have an MFA department, correct? Or is that only for theater? That is for theater, for directing and design tech only. Okay. Okay. Have you ever had any any dancers shift over to that path or not really? No, but we have had MFA directors. Those who direct musical theater are very interested in choreographing. Um, So they might do um, be a part of a composition class, which they are welcome to take. Or they have also, we've also had a design tech. He was a dance minor in undergrad and so when he came to do an MFA he wanted to still choreograph and he actually was able to choreograph for our season show two times. Oh that's awesome. So it gives our students a chance to work with other minds in the way that they see and look at space. You know uh, we had a with that lighting designer and technical director how he sees space and architecture is very different than how I would see space and architecture. So a group of dancers got to experience that right and then same if they're working with someone who does a a little bit more musical theater that they get to have a different creation experience with that we've also had a a large percentage of our graduates students who graduate from the dance program go on to get their mfas Um, we actually have a former student who is actually a professor now at austin p state university We have a former dancer who dances professionally with Dayton Contemporary Dance Company. Uh, And the list goes on and on and on. Yes, um, this is something that always interests me. Would you say um, after college, 
what are your students attracted to? Are they attracted to contemporary companies or ballet or musical theater? I, I saw a wide array on the website, but what do you think they leave attracted to? Uh, something that Michael mentioned earlier is how diverse our student body is. Not There are no two who want the same thing when they leave. So they're keeping us active in, in looking, you know, helping them search for specific auditions, places, or ways of um, teaching. So we have, yeah, those who want to teach in Memphis. We have those who want to leave Memphis no matter what, and they, and they want to perform, or um, some who are going to stay in a, their hometown for a year to save money before going elsewhere. And we're finding, we find things for them all the time, even right now in COVID that there are like online auditions still happening for some things and, you know, we send it their way. Yeah. Those who are interested, Latin, social Latin forms, dance forms, and fusing that with hip hop and contemporary. And so then finding dance companies that help do the same thing. None of our two students are alike. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That's what makes it special. I think the other Very special, special part is three of our adjuncts are graduates from the program. Ah. Mm-hmm. So obviously they love the program. They came back <laughs> to teach at it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, before we have to go here, we just have a couple minutes left. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add about the University of Memphis that you want to make sure high school students or even their parents know about the program before they pick up the phone or before they come and visit you guys? Well, I would like to clarify the first question you had, I guess, in regards to the dance curriculum mm-hmm. and, the, and the technique classes that we offer. That while, while we do aim for, for world dance forms, we are not there yet. So I just want to make sure that's clear and not leading someone in the wrong way. Um, it's something we aim and are okay. striving for, um, but not where we are yet. So, so Michael teaches Horton technique for our contemporary classes. I teach some release and weighted momentum techniques through contemporary. Yeah, no, well thank you. That, that does help well. because that's cool to see that that's where you want to bring the program to this culturally diverse place to have that as a platform while training our bodies and growing up, becoming more mature. The other thing I would say about uh, the university um, for potential students is it's a beautiful campus. Ooh, that helps. That they should come check out. And then the city of Memphis itself. We have great barbecue. Ooh. <laughs> and it's a very lively arts community here. Oh. Some of our theater students and dance students uh, participate in some of the local arts organizations here. Students have the opportunity to immerse themselves not only on campus, but within the community as well. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just so great um, that, you know, University of Memphis is in a big city. A lot of, a lot of programs are in tiny, small college towns and they have to travel hours to see a dance company come through. And we have, um, a national touring house we have an equity house we have three professional ballet companies and then we have foreign companies that come through as well both uh, in memphis as well as in some of the suburbs outside that have beautiful theaters that's definitely a plus yes our students get to see dance a lot which that's is amazing yeah 
As a student from North Dakota, I know what it's like being in the middle of nowhere, looking, traveling, spending all that money to just see a dance show or a ballet. Right. And, and we also have partnerships with the Lados Houses so then our students can get $10 tickets and, um, you know, don't have to spend $45, $50 to do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's special. So here's a strange question. So you, you said you usually bring in about 10 freshmen. Is that particular on males versus female? Like, do you try to do five and five? You know, we're not because our major, um, as it came back, it's still new. We're not in a position right now to really be able to diversify it that way. However, we do have several okay. men in the major. Uh, that That's being great. said, though, right now, it's, you know, it'd be great to be able to be specific with five and five. Um, but we have not had that chance yet. Okay. Um, well, that's all I have for today. It was it was so great getting to talk to you guys and meet you both, Jill and Michael. Thank you for everything. And it was such a pleasure. Thank you so much, Brittany. It was wonderful. Thank you. Groovy. Wonderful platform, Brittany. Thank you. And that's the University of Memphis. Thank you, dear. Thank you for listening to Dance Colleges and Careers, brought to you by InstaDance Coach. This episode is edited by Brenna Murchie. Theme song is created by Matthew Claiborne at Flamingo Sound and Show. Thank you to my sponsors, the Chiropractic Center of Leesburg and Claremont, and Pure Hemp Labs. Catch you on the inside.